Hi guys. Um, so this is a podcast that I'm doing uh, on the prompting of my friend Sasha, who just did a great post on sales opportunities and how to figure out what to, what opportunities to go for, how to create them, and she. Uh, and I agreed that I would do a podcast episode about my take on this as well. So here it is. And it's really actually pertinent because I was just at a, a Groundhog's Day party last night. It was a great deal of fun. And there was a young couple who had just moved to the area from Providence. And I asked him what he did. And he said, well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm seeking out entrepreneurial opportunities. I guess he had a dog walking business and a... Uh, rental property in Providence, and he's sort of figuring out what's going to make sense here. We had a little conversation, didn't really want to talk about it too much, but it got my juices flowing, at least. Here's what I think. I think when you're trying to figure out what to do, really what you're trying to determine is where is the center of the Venn diagram, the overlap between what you want to do, what you are capable of doing, whether that means because you're geared up to do it or you have the skills or just the, the proclivity to do it. Come on, dogs! So what you want to do, what you're capable of doing, and what people actually want. Right? Because you could do something you wanted to do that nobody wanted and it wouldn't work out. You could do stuff that people wanted that you didn't want to do and it wouldn't work out. You could do stuff that people wanted that you wanted to do that you had no ability to do and it wouldn't work out. And <clears throat> so you're looking for the center of, of those three things. Now, while you're looking for the center, you don't really know what's going to work out. And so I'm a big believer in starting a bunch of things right off the bat, like a bunch of things. Because in my experience, so much of what works out uh, is just the, the luck of the draw of what connections come your way, what chips fall your way, right? You can be as right as possible about the center of that overlap, and you still need that first customer to step up. You still need that connection of somebody saying, hey, come to this thing, you know, hey, have you thought of this? You still need the first little push that's going to give you momentum and give you street cred. And you don't know where that push is going to come from. So I think it's important to start a bunch of things and then just follow the one that seems to be working out the best. I also think it's important to start a bunch of things because I certainly appreciate having a diversified uh, diversified streams of income. So I've started a number of things and some of them worked out and I have sort of three or four main things that have worked out, four or five things that haven't worked out. And But I appreciate the diversity that, that the three things give me. I do not mean by diversified, I, uh, well, I guess I do. 
I, by diversified, I'm, I, I mean diversified both within a business and between businesses. So I think it's okay to have several businesses. And I think within each business, as much as you want to, it's helpful to diversify the streams of income within those businesses so that they themselves are more flexible. I once read a book, I can't remember which book, that laid out a rubric by which you could write down uh, all the things you were interested in doing and then kind of score them based on their thing. And that, you know, I'm not so sure how, how much I believe in that because if I'd followed that rubric, I would be doing travel writing and food writing. That was the overlap between my skills and my interest and what people wanted. Uh, but I also believe that weird stuff can come your way or develop in your life. And it's worth paying attention to that. The more niche you can go, which usually comes from following the weird opportunities that open up for you and only you, uh, the more you can really make a mark. Right? If I was looking to be uh, a success in something that was less niche than spoon carving world, it would be, you know, if I was trying to be a success in the food travel writer world, I might have some success making some part of my living doing it, but I would not have nearly as much chance of building a reputation for myself because it's so big and it's a winner-take-all system. Whenever you have a category, you there's a someone at the top of the category and a stack of people below them and then a mass. And the smaller you can make that category, the smaller you can dice yourself into a category without losing the ability to make a living from it, then the... the the greater a chance that you can become an important part of that category. So, I recognize that all of these are, are pretty vague. Uh, or they're, they're broad picture stuff, right? You've got to find that middle between what you want, what you're capable of, and what people want. And obviously, the, all three of those things are going to change over time. So you're constantly trying to find that middle. You've got to throw mud at the wall and try stuff out. And follow what happens to work out based on the vagaries of chance. Uh, and then you've got to persist. And this is something Sasha talked about. You've got to continue and continue and continue throwing mud at the wall. Um, because things always take longer than you think they are. Hey, Willa! Stop rolling on that! Jeez, there must be something there. I'm going to take a look. did that yesterday, too. Um, this was something I knew from my previous two businesses, the tree farm and the, and the editing business, but for some reason when it came to the spoon carving business, I was overly optimistic, I think, because of the effect of social media. I thought it was going to happen fast. 
and it happened just as slowly as with the other two. It takes years to build a reputation, and it takes years to be worthy of any reputation you might have, and that process will continue for the rest of your life. So the only way it's going to happen is if you put in the work every day to make it happen. It doesn't have to be all day every day, but you've got to step up and step up and step up. Okay, I'm where she was rolling, and I don't see anything particularly gross. Good. Um, and then there's, let me gather my thoughts. I feel like there's one other thing. There's one other thing. got to do your thing every day. And I also think, yeah, this is it. You, you also need to share that you are doing your thing every day because it doesn't build a business to develop a skill in something, a mastery of something that you don't share with the world. Because then when you do show up and share it with the world, people are going to say, well, who are you? I don't know you. You seem like you've done cool stuff, but I don't know you. I haven't heard of you. And so, so often I see people and they, when they get into big production mode, they shut down and they stop sharing as much. Or they are, have convinced themselves, for instance, with spoon carving to start carving every day, but they actually aren't sharing their process. And the problem with that is that you get stuck. You get stuck in a place where you have done the work to get good, but you haven't done the work to deserve people's trust yet. And you haven't done the work to build a community of people who value what you do. And you haven't done the work to earn people's attention. And trust and value and attention are what leads to sales. They've got to trust that you are what you say you are and that your work is what it appears to be. They've got to value what you are bringing to the table and you've got to earn the right to their attention so that they know what's going on with you and that they're paying attention. And I find that you do that, you have to do that when you share your work on social media. Man, this is really pulling in a lot of stuff from a bunch of different podcasts I've done. When you share your work on social media, it is not just enough to share photos of what you do. It's not just enough to show the glamorous photos of your work. In fact, sometimes that can be off-putting unless it's leavened by the surroundings of the photograph. It can be off-putting in the aggregate. I'm not saying a beautiful photograph of spoons isn't, won't get a lot of likes, but that's a trap because you then say, oh, well, this is what's working. I'm going to do that photograph of spoons. And the problem is, is that 
if you don't show your humanity, you won't earn people's trust and you won't gain uh, them valuing what you bring to the table in the same way. So you've gotten their attention, but you've ignored the other two. So, I don't want to just toot my own horn, but look at what I've done with my account. I have, without oversharing, tried to share enough of my life and tried to make it accurate enough that people have a sense of who I am and where I come from. I have tried to share enough of what I know that I'm bringing value to other people. It doesn't have to be what you know. It could be humor. But you've got to make it so that people trust you and they value you because that is what makes them want to buy from you. A lot of times people don't need what we are selling. They are buying from us because they want they want a token of what we are. They see what we are and what we are presenting to the world and what we are giving to the world and they want a piece of that they can hold in their hand. And, you know, if you were selling something that was straight up a a need, right, you were selling uh Well, even if you are selling something that's straight up a demand, even if you are selling water to somebody on a hot day, you still need to make them value what you're bringing to the table. You still need to make them trust you enough to roll down their car window. Right? And you still need to be in a position to gain somebody's attention to notice that you're doing that thing. It's all the same. Whether what you need is as, whether what you're selling is as crucial as water on a hot day or a wooden spoon to someone who already has plenty of wooden spoons and metal spoons in their life. The point is not, does this person absolutely need what I have? The point is, how do they feel about buying it? So increasing the opportunities you have means using social media to share your journey. And that's really it, sharing your journey, not what you make, not your work, but sharing your journey of making the work. Sharing just enough of the work that people understand that it's there and for sale, but then sharing the journey. Because humans are... A species that likes stories. That's why I try to start each podcast episode with a story that inspired me to think about the thing in the first place because that's a handle. It's a way to get people into thinking about the thing in a way that they can relate to without it being too heavy-handed. 
And it's also a good conceit for me to only talk about something if there's a recent story that got me thinking about it. Humans are story animals. We want a story. We come for the story. And then we buy because we want to support the story. So you need to make sure that you are presenting a story. Because we can always get what we need elsewhere. The only reason we buy from you is because we want to. Thanks for listening. Talk tomorrow.